I see you all the time. What's your name? Not Saturday. Uh, they say I never write love songs. So, I dedicate this to you. got to be kidding me. Langston wore his famous crooked line across his lips and sat in the chair in front of my desk. It's a small world. I'm Zora Hughes' dad. Your name is Langston Hughes? <laughs> my mama was eccentric. Mine too. He took off his large coat to reveal a suit. I'd always seen him in casual attire. This decorum was new. It was jet black, a starched white shirt underneath, and a black and white striped tie. He noticed me staring and looked down at himself. Yeah, I was at a mental health conference all day. I raised my eyebrow and decided not to pry. I put my hands on the paintings and writings of his daughter and smiled. Zora is one of our star students. She's a brilliant kid. She's always got her hand up, super attentive and quite creative. He teared up as he took in her work. His strong hands fiddled with the corners of each paper and held some up to the light. I gave him time to take it all in. Parents needed time to assess who their children were in the classroom. Sometimes they'd become different beings altogether. After a few minutes, I leaned across my desk and whispered, You must be so proud. She reminds me so much of her mother. I raised my eyebrow once more, but Langston caught it this time. Her mother wasn't always like this. She changed over the years. We met at a bookstore. She was painting for someone's reading and she was so talented. Langston's eyes reminded me of my own on the days when I could not fathom what my mother had become. So what happened to her? He wiped something from the corner of his eye and brushed it onto his suit jacket. Drugs. Zora stays with her grandmother now. Nessa used to drop by and take her on the weekends, but we stopped because she wasn't bringing her back in time for school. The last time she left, she took Zora for a year. We filed a missing person report and scoured the city until Nessa walked through the brownstone gates looking, looking terrible. Zora seemed fine, but Nessa just looked horrible. I couldn't even press charges. Zora had so many stories to tell of Vegas and California, but all I could think about was how I could never let her out of my sight again. I'm fighting for full custody while her mom is in rehab. Zora's grandmother has been taking care of her while I work. Zora's with me on the weekends. Wow, I'm so sorry to hear that, Mr. Hughes. I had no idea. Don't call me Mr. Hughes. I'm quite sure we're the same age. Call me Langston. You wouldn't have had any idea. I'm sure you've only been in contact with her mother and grandmother up until now. Her mother is incredibly smart, despite... And her grandmother is a retired principal. I've let them have the academic piece, but I'm involved now. Well, Zora seems to be adjusting quite well. She paints and writes about the desert and the palm trees of the West Coast often, but she often draws the sprinklers and the sidewalks of Bed-Stuy too. She's got balance and she's definitely going to be an author. <laughs> yeah, she makes little books out of the legal size paper in the house. <laughs> I know that. If you ask her, she wants to be a teacher too. I smiled. I didn't know if he was trying to flatter me or if she genuinely said that. If it helps, I understand your circumstance. My mother was an addict and she ran away with me for several years. I was raised by my father for the most part. 
My mother's love of language is certainly embedded in me, but my father's patience, meticulousness, and virtue are a huge part of who I am too. Your daughter, she's gonna be just fine. Langston leaned back in his seat and gave me a half smile, but he sat up with a different air. He seemed more relaxed now, like something had lifted from his shoulders with the last word that I'd uttered. Come have coffee with me, Bessie. Coffee, yeah, that sounds great, but I have... Parents coming up until 8 p.m.? I know what time this thing ends. It's only 15 minutes from now. How many parents have you seen all day? Hmm. Do you have any showing up in the last 15 minutes? I looked down at all the booked appointments for today and was disappointed when I saw that I'd only checked off three. I knew the parents that missed their appointments would show up all week unannounced or try to reschedule when it was most convenient for them. I tried to think of an excuse. Like maybe that it was raining outside or that I had something else to do? Seriously, I just said that on the first day. So you pay- Wait, 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 you, oh my. I tried to think of an excuse. Maybe the rain outside or anything else, but I couldn't come up with anything. So you're asking me out on a date? How? I see a different woman on your steps every day. Aren't you polyamorous or something? Seriously, I just said that on the first day to get your attention. I knew why you were snickering at the door. And why was that? Because the minute you see a man with more than one woman, he's instantly trifling. You kissed the woman you got out of the car with. You're right, and that's none of your business. But we were dating, but that's all over now. So soon, I guess she wasn't okay with being one of many. I would have dropped you too after seeing the multitude of women on the steps. I'm not dating anyone right now, and I wasn't asking you on the date. I'm just asking if you would like to get coffee. Langston seemed annoyed. He was staring straight into my eyes, awaiting an answer I was too scared to say. And then he stood up and grabbed his coat. You know what? I'm good on the coffee. I'll go grab a latte on my own. Maybe I'll grab a few more for my other women, too. One day, you wake up and you whisper to yourself, no one is ever going to love you. You feel like you're taking up space. You feel it in the way you rock on the yellow line of the subway, close enough to be dangerous, but far enough for your mama. You carry Bernice McFadden's loving Donovan with you at all times. A coworker laughs at this and says, you're obsessed with love stories. She doesn't know you're obsessed with just a few lines. There's a scene where one of her friends jumps to her death in front of a train after they enjoy an evening together. It was sudden, and the protagonist didn't see it coming, and saw it coming all at once. You feel as if you're on this boundary often, and so you cling to these words. They are the only terms that remind you of yourself. There are notebooks all over your apartment. You compartmentalize. You keep your weight loss goals in one, a screenplay in another, poems about one lover in the red one, the tattered and stained one with a piece requested for a wedding that didn't last, a moleskin that always felt too pretty to write in. Too pretty to lie to, too pretty to tell that you felt beautiful when you never really have. Because if you were beautiful, someone would want to love you. The last statement is scrawled in a large notebook you found at a discount store. And sometimes you feel that way, discounted, half, depleted. A Facebook notification comes in, you jump. You think it's someone who wants you. It's not. You see, your defense mechanism surrounds you in material items. 
monthly wine subscription, a chase alert that you're still financially stable at 3 a.m., blog gurus, mailing lists, alerting you to self-love, self-care, be selfish, love yourself, care for yourself at first. They come at the end of rough days of work. You take them to task immediately. You find the nearest nail salon or spa. You binge an entire season of something. You leave work early, three days out of the week. Bad habits die hard. You crawl back into them hoping they'll rectify whatever seems to be splitting open in your chest. You stuff yourself like a rag doll with the words, self-love, self-care, be selfish, love yourself, care for yourself. And you keep on whispering, your tongue a needle and the words to thread as society starts to apply pressure. No one. When the Thanksgiving table starts asking when the baby is on the way, before they've made the acquaintance of a good man, when your uncles make jokes about you coming out of the closet, saying you done filled out. At the same damn time, your uncle treats his wife like a distant memory. She worked as a home aide while he finished his degree at Howard and gave birth to two sons. When it was time for her to go to nursing school, and who was also time for his promotion. She soon decided that she wanted to open a restaurant and he received word about a fellowship across the state. After her first son received his first scholarship following in his father's footsteps, she decided that she would finally do something she'd been practicing for the last 18 years. She filed to open a nursery in the living room of their home in New York. It was then he decided they should move to Florida. Yes, ever. When your friends start pretending as if their wedding plans aren't supposed to get in the way of your friendship. When movie scenes with folks making mad and passionate love seem like an alternate reality. I cringe at kisses that are too tender. Everything placed upon my lips has been rushed, paced as if my lover had somewhere else to be. I have never known the pleasure of being lifted on some raised surface, hands wrapped around my chin, a silken caress sending a shiver up my spine. Any man that has slowed his pace, I ended up with via might as well or boredom. These scenes are usually reserved for folks that are mad for one another, drenched in a fairy tale. I learned too late that I'm a saboteur with heaven high expectations going to. When your exes start using your singleness to prove that they were right about you before asking what you're doing tonight with the whole wife at home. When you start to imagine the hum of your children in your home bereft of a man who thinks he'll own your solitude, your ex tells you that life isn't black and white. He could still have feelings for you and his wife. I still love you tastes like charcoal as they leave his blackened lips. He's only found the courage to say this when he's drunk or high and away from her. You block his number, but he finds a way to reiterate the sentiment through a mutual friend, a Google voice number, and his teeth. Love you. You sew yourself up tight with the words because if anything dares to come out, every scene will come undone unravel.